0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. I am back which seems so crazy because I think it's been three months since I recorded a podcast episode. So first off, I'm so sorry that I totally disappeared. I will explain shortly why that all happened, but I feel really bad about it, and it's not for lack of trying. I actually tried to record a podcast episode four times in the past three months where I actually sat down, recorded something over and over again, realized that I didn't like it. It wasn't really me. It didn't feel authentic to what I wanted to have on the podcast. And I couldn't post them. So I had to put them aside. And so many of you have written me to say, when is the podcast coming back on? And I've been saying soon, soon, soon. And that was not to be disingenuous. I actually really meant it. I kept thinking that the next week would be the week that I recorded the podcast. But it's been a pretty wild past three months, lots of really good things, and also lots of really hard things. The main reason why I haven't recorded the podcast is because I have been doing fertility treatments. For those of you who don't know what that entails, I'll give you a quick 15 seconds of what goes on when that happens. I've been doing a process called IUI, which is, I think, intrauterine insemination, which means they put my husband's sperm inside of my uterus so that it is really, really close to the egg. That part is easy, honestly, but it's the whole process that comes before that that has been so hard. Basically, I have been pumped up on all sorts of synthetic hormones for the past two and a half months. So part of the cycle, I take this drug that makes me extra, extra ovulate. And then because that medication does, has all these weird side effects that I have to take extra estrogen. It's a really hard combination of words to say. <laughs> and then I have to take progesterone during the two weeks that I'm waiting to see if I got pregnant just because it helps to increase the chances of having the little baby stick. So basically, I have been spending over three weeks of every month on some sort of crazy synthetic hormone, and I'm someone who doesn't even like to take Tylenol when I have a headache. Long story short, I really haven't been feeling like myself. I have felt really fuzzy during meetings I have felt really emotional and really unclear. I have felt really hard on myself. I've honestly felt depressed at points in time. That is something that is very common when people take high doses of synthetic estrogen. And the whole time that this has been going on, I've been having all these emotional ups and downs. And usually when I have emotional ups and downs, I think, okay, how can I learn from this? What do I need to process? What do I need to heal, perhaps, from my childhood? But in this case, I didn't really know what tools to use because it wasn't real. I mean, it was real. The experience was real. But it was only because I was on that medication that I would get so emotional about things. One day, there was a baby bird who... Had landed outside of my window in New York City, and every hour or so, its mom would come back and feed it little pieces of bread or worms or whatever it was that she found in my neighborhood. Though I have no idea what she could have possibly found because my neighborhood basically has no trees and plants, it's like just pizza crusts and chicken bones on the sidewalk. I live in the Lower East Side of New York City. So I saw this baby bird and you know, this is at the height of me being on all these medications and I just start sobbing to my husband and I'm like, even this bird has a baby. Why can't I have a baby? And the thing is, I really felt that in the moment, but then as soon as I would stop taking these hormones every month when I got pregnant, then I got to stop taking hormones and I just feel so much better. I'd feel like myself again. So Long story short, we did not get pregnant, but that's kind of the topic of today. I'm talking about how time is an illusion and how none of us have to be in a rush for anything. This was something that took me a while to accept because I really want to have a baby. And even more so than that, I feel this pressure because I'm 36 and everyone says, oh, well, so much harder to get pregnant after you're 35. It's a geriatric pregnancy if you're 35. And if you want to have two kids, then how do you do that? If you are trying to have kids before you're 40 and blah, 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 all of your eggs die off every month. So there's this real fear culture around that, that I really absorbed. And also my husband and I have been more or less trying for a while, like over a year and a half. And I really have been feeling like such a loser that I'm behind everyone else has a kid who's my age except for me. And then with this experience of investing so much time and resources into IUI and not having them work out, honestly, this rock bottom that I hit came with a sense of freedom as well. And it was the freedom that, yeah, maybe I did quote unquote fail at the timeline that I had set for myself. When we had started this journey, I really wanted to be pregnant within six months. And then I pushed that timeline forward and I said, okay, well, as long as it's a year, then we can still have two kids before 40. And then it got to 18 months. And here I am basically feeling as good as I ever had in life, even though I really have not come anywhere close to hitting this time goal. And I think it's because I just am not giving myself one anymore. When it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, then it'll happen a different way, the way that it is always meant to have been. And in my mind, what that means is that if we keep trying and it doesn't happen naturally, then will adopt and that will be really exciting and it'll be really fun and we'll be 40 when we do it I've felt so much more myself and I finally felt equipped and qualified to record this podcast I honestly felt like I was in no position to be speaking any words of wisdom to anyone (laughs) over the past couple of months obviously you guys know I'm a coach for a living that was fine, I think, because when I'm coaching, I'm so focused on the person, on my client, and I get really into their world, and I'm trying to understand them, and try to, you know, coach them in a way that they really understand, that resonates with their communication style, and what their motivators are, so I can really put myself in their shoes, and it almost feels like this really lovely, Relief of an escape to leave my own perspective and my own brain for a while, especially when I was going through all this fertility mumbo jumbo. With the podcast, it's different because it's me, it's my feelings, it's my emotions, it's my insights, it's what's happening in my life. And I really felt like I was in no place to be able to share that. It was just all so raw and sensitive. And because of the hormones, I was literally crying four or five times a day over (laughs) things I normally never would cry over. I mean, it was so bad that I was actually even avoiding seeing friends. So I totally stopped seeing most of my friends for almost three months because when I'd hang out with them, I really didn't feel like me. It was the strangest thing where I know myself and all these things I thought to be true of who I am, all went out the window because my whole chemistry had changed on these medications. That's my way of telling you that I am back. I feel really, really good. I have started running again. I've also started cycling and it feels really nice. I've been actually exercising every single day. When you're trying to get pregnant, they highly recommend that you not do too much physical exertion You should definitely exercise, but my acupuncturist and my doctor, they both said, you know, stay away from anything that's too strenuous because that can put stress on your body. So I haven't really been doing much in the way of physical catharsis (laughs) during this three month period, which I think made it even worse because had all these hormone induced emotions and didn't really have a way to... Let them escape my body. So I was just only doing the gentlest of activity. And my body was really craving going for a run. My acupuncture said, you know, I really want to go for a run. That directs the chi, the energy, downward and outward. And you really want to keep it up and lifted. Now that it's been almost a month where I haven't been on any medication and haven't been doing the fertility treatments, it's been awesome and I feel really good in my body. Also, here's the side note, I literally gained 15 pounds every time I do a cycle and I'm not a big person so that's actually a lot on me and none of my pants fit and I just wind up wearing stretchy pants and sweatpants all the time and big shirts to kind of cover up what's going on in my midsection. I usually lose most of it within 10 days of stopping the medication. So it's been a month now and I feel really good. I'm back to looking like me as well. I don't have all this weird water retention and bloat, you know, my clothes fit again. So I feel like myself and here I am on the podcast. What I want to talk to you today is what I mentioned, which is about letting go of timelines because timelines are nothing but an illusion. I have been one of the most timeline focused people that I've ever met my entire life. I've always been on a timeline. I've always held myself highly accountable to making X amount of money by the time I'm 25 or being in a long-term relationship in X amount of months after we've broken up. I think I heard from someone once, maybe it was a friend or maybe it was on TV or in a book, but a while ago, I read that it should take half the amount of time that you were with someone in a relationship to get over them. So if you date for a year, it'll take you six months to get over them. And I really took that to heart. And when I was dating, I would always think to myself, okay, how long were we dating? How long am I going to give myself to heal and recuperate from this before I find someone else? Okay, great. And honestly, timelines have never really served me very well. a lot of you guys who have been listening to the pod know i got married when i was 27 and then i got divorced when i was 30 and a big reason why i got married in addition to really loving this person was because we both were really excited to check an adult bucket list thing off to say that we had done it it felt good you know here we were married to a great person We both had great jobs. We had a really great rent controlled apartment in Brooklyn. Everything was lovely. We were traveling all around the world together. Actually, even consciously, I was aware that I was really compelled to get married because it gave me the sense that everything was going according to plan. I always wanted to be married before I was 30. And in my mind, I remembered that my mom had had me when she was 27. So I really did feel like I was ahead of the game. You know, I saw my friends who were still dating the wrong people. And I thought, oh, well, I clearly am extraordinary. I'm so much better because I got it all figured out way before anyone else did. The problem was, spoiler alert, I hadn't actually had it figured out. I rushed into it. You know, we only were together for three months before we got engaged. And then we were only together for another six months before we got married. And I wish I hadn't been in such of a rush. I really wish that we had slowed down because if anything, by optimizing for my timeline, it actually ironically set me so far back. I had to get divorced, I had to go to therapy, I had to heal, and as a result, I am now uh, with my my second husband, my new husband, my partner, and he is my soulmate, and I love him so much, and I know we'll be together forever. But it was later in life than a lot of my friends. We just got married last summer, (laughs) so I was 35, right? Is that right? Yeah, I was 35 when we got married there was this whole period of time in between my first marriage and my second where everyone else was getting married. And so the irony was that I wanted to be the first. I wanted to be the person who had everything figured out. And because I rushed into it, I actually wound up being on the later end of things from age, I don't know, 29 to 32. I think I went to 10 weddings every year. I'm sure a lot of you guys can resonate with that. I had to forcibly get rid of my timeline. And it was hard, you know, the whole time I was single and looking, I felt an immense pressure to be back on track. And I kept saying, okay, well, if I meet someone in the next six months, then we can date for a year and then we can get engaged, and then we can get married a year after that, and then I'll still be on track. I'll still be married by the time I'm 33, and it won't be weird. And on and on and on and on. And then I got to the point after a few years of this, like three years of this, that I just thought maybe this timeline isn't going to happen for me. And I honestly said to myself, you're probably not going to meet someone anytime soon. You're probably going to still be the awkward single person every single time you go to a wedding. You're probably going to be the awkward single person when everyone is going on double dates. And that's okay because the rest of your life is great. And I said, if it takes me until I'm 40 plus to meet the guy of my dreams and then I can't have biological kids, but we adopt, I'm totally fine with that. I'd rather wait for the right person than to rush it. And as soon as I said that to myself, I wound up meeting my husband and dating him just maybe a month later than that. And it really wasn't even on my mind when I started dating him. If anything, I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm ever getting married. I'd completely changed my perspective. And now I'm doing the same thing with getting pregnant. And it's not to you know, try to trick whatever sense of fate is in the universe by saying, oh, I don't care when I'm getting pregnant and then hope that I'm magically pregnant. I really have like moved into a state of, you know what? I just don't know if this is ever going to happen. And I wouldn't say that it's a state of giving up or of despondency. It's just more of this feeling of letting go. The image that I see is if I am driving the car of life, if I'm behind the wheel then the visual image is of me just holding really lightly to the steering wheel. I'm headed to a destination, but if there's a road stop that looks great, I'm going to stop there and take my time and have lunch. If the car gets a flat tire, that's okay. I'm going to change my afternoon plans and get the tire changed, get my car fixed. I'm just trying to go with the flow and it feels like freedom and I've really been trying to apply that to every part of my life. As you guys know, I've been working on this book for a while and I just let go of all the timelines I had around it. The other day I thought, oh wow, I've been running Reset Now for two years and when I started Reset, I thought I'd have my book out in the wild within a year of starting my company, which is such a naive and totally unrealistic scenario. And here I am two years later, and it hasn't happened yet. And I think it's good. I mean, not even I think it's good. I know it's good because whatever the timing is and however it's unfolding, it is for my best and highest good. And I just know that. I feel like I've always been a little bit of a late bloomer and I think it's okay. I'm learning to love that about myself, that maybe things just come more slowly to me later in life. But that's great. That's okay. Another example is I remember being such a late bloomer in high school and wishing that I looked as adult and beautiful as my friends. And my aunt said, "Oh, don't worry about it. When you guys are all 26 they're going to look over the hill and you're going to look amazing. And she was right. And it's not about looks, right? (laughs) It's not about like how beautiful you are at age 26. But to me, that represents this idea that everyone is on their own path and there's no universal timeline. There's no timeline that you should be adhering to. How someone else's life looks should never be the basis of what you compare your life to because you never know. Anyone who knew me when I was 27, and married to my husband, everyone thought we had the perfect marriage. Everyone thought we had the perfect life. Everyone was, wow, I want what they have. This is amazing. This couple really loves each other. And they found each other so young. And they are so romantic. They threw caution out the window and got married right away in a really elaborate, over-the-top engagement situation. But the thing is, that timeline... It wasn't even right for me. But no one at the time would have known that. None of my friends even knew that. When we got divorced, everyone was like, what? Why are you guys getting divorced? It was crazy. And so I would say, don't compare your insides to someone else's outsides. On the outside, we all look like we have it together. But I'm here to tell you that on the inside, everyone struggles with timelines. And on the inside, timelines don't work for anyone. I promise you. Life is not about saying that you're going to achieve X goal by X age. Does that work for some people? Sure, maybe sometimes. Does it work for every person all the time? Definitely not. In fact, it is in these moments of when we are either waiting for something to happen that we really, really want to happen, or the opposite, where something great just kind of falls into our laps and we're not quite ready, in either scenario, the timing isn't what you imagined it to be. That is when we grow. Those are the moments that make us who we are. It's not when everything goes according to plan. I really feel so grateful for this experience of struggling to hit my pregnancy timeline and every month when a new month clicked on the calendar, I would recalculate, okay, how many months do I have before I get pregnant to make this all work so that I have two kids and they happen before I'm 40 and they're not too far apart in age, blah, 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 blah. How does this fit into my life? And now it's gone. I got to get rid of it. The timelines with my book, they're out the window. I'm just gonna keep working on it and I'm gonna let the ideas keep coming to me and when it feels right, I know it'll feel right. And in the interim, even though there are these big things like getting pregnant and writing a book that I've wanted to happen that haven't, it is actually open space for other really cool things to come into my world. This is something that's really new, so I won't talk about it too much. But uh, essentially, about a month ago, my husband and I saw this investment opportunity It wasn't anything we'd ever talked about before it was new and we wrapped our heads around it and I thought yeah I really really want to do this and it's a real estate thing so it's partly an investment opportunity it's partly also a place for us that's you know not in the city where we can go spend weekends I'm so excited to do it but at the time I was like well we're gonna both have to save for like a year or rather like I'm gonna have to save for a year you know I'm going to have to be really frugal and take on more work and be really conscious. But as soon as we decided that we wanted to do it, then I had all these work opportunities open up for me that I hadn't even asked for. And now it looks like instead of it having to be a year where I'm saving up, it can probably happen in like two or three months because of these really cool work projects that have emerged. And this was totally off of my timeline. Did I think we would get an investment property like sometime before we were 40? Definitely. Did I think it was gonna be this year or did I want it to be this year? No, absolutely not. But now I do. And so I think life, when you try to hold on to it too tightly and when you try to mold it into the design that you want it to be, it loses its genius. It loses the spark that makes living life so special. It is in the unexpected that makes it fun, that makes living fun. What if you got everything that you ever wanted? Honestly, I don't know if you would really be happy or not. I don't think I would. You know what I really wanted when I was 17? I really wanted to marry my high school boyfriend. That would not be good for me now. Definitely not. And you know what I really wanted when I was 22? I really wanted to go to law school and be a lawyer. And that didn't wind up happening for me, but I'm so grateful for it because I would never, ever, ever want to be a lawyer now. I just didn't know. And so I think what happens when life throws us curveballs when it comes to our timeline is that it's trying to show us something new that we don't already know. Because we as humans are imperfect and we're trying to plan our lives with the information that we have at our disposal. We can only use our experience to plan our lives. But a lot of the time, there's so much more to learn and to see and to know before life fully settles out. I mean, there's a reason why books take time to write. It's not just because of the effort that goes in. It's also because that writer is learning and growing and changing every day. There's a reason why we don't get married when we're 14 And it's because we're learning who we are. We're still being molded. We're still evolving. And I very, very much feel that way about myself. And so why would I put myself on a timeline that would artificially constrain my ability to learn and grow and to evolve and to change what I want? So that's where I am now. I'm totally over timelines. I am... Still into having goals and having dreams that you turn into reality. But I also have really kind of let go and let God, where it's this idea of, yeah, do I want to drive to California? This is a metaphor, by the way. Do I want to really write a book? Definitely. AKA, do I want to drive to California? I definitely want to drive to California. I'm driving to California, I'm getting in the car every day. And I'm driving there and I am thinking every day about the book and writing little bits here and there. But to me, it doesn't matter which highway I take to get to California, which hotels I'd stay at, which rest stops. Do I plan all that ahead? No, because I want to let the trip surprise me. I want to meet unexpected people on the way there. So think about the journey of your life as a spontaneous meandering extemporaneous road trip where you feel free to explore as you go. If your life is just driving straight from point A to point B to achieve your goal, think about all the amazing wonders that you miss out on when you're just like, okay, I'm getting to be promoted to a director as quickly as possible. I'm going to do whatever that takes. You miss out on life. You miss out on living. So here's my appeal to you. Timelines suck. Timelines are an illusion. Timelines are a mechanism of whatever capitalist society that try to keep us feeling productive all the time and guilty if we're not actually productive. I'm over timelines. I'm not giving myself another timeline for anything ever. I mean, sometimes I do have work deadlines and by sometimes I mean all the time, every day. I'm sure you guys all do too, but I'm talking about the timelines of the more intangible and more ambiguous parts of your life. I'm not talking about building a PowerPoint presentation or responding to a client. This is more about getting what you want, letting your dreams come true, but not forcing them to happen at some crazy time frame that you just plucked out of the sky and decided that that's what you needed in order to feel good about yourself. You don't need to have something else happen to you in the future in order to feel good about yourself. I always think that when I personally am too focused on the future and living for the future, when I'm like, oh, well, when Resat makes X amount of money every month, I'll be happy. Or when we finally have our Canada house all moved into and decorated, I'll finally be happy. No, no, none of these if and when statements It is about now. And this was my big revelation was that when I fixate on the future and what is to come, then it's because I am not happy with who I am in the present. And I want to love myself. I want to feel happy with that. I think we all deserve to wake up every day and say, I love exactly where I am right now. I love me exactly as I am right now. That is what I'm working on. I hope you guys will too. I highly recommend this book called The Surrender Experiment that is about this guy who just does that. He surrenders all of his strong opinions and his ideas about the way his life should unfold and along what timeline it should unfold. And instead, he just surrenders to wherever he's being taken. And he winds up being so much more successful, so much more beneficial to the world, so much happier than he was if he had actually accomplished all of his pre-laid out plans. Check out the book. It's by Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before, but I love it so much that you should definitely read it. Your homework, until I talk to you guys again, is think about a timeline that you have in mind for yourself and see if you can throw it out the window and see if you can tell yourself that you love yourself no matter when that plan or that goal gets done you would love yourself if it took five more years for that to happen took 10 more years thank you guys so much it's so nice to be back i think i will probably be recording every week it might be every other week i wanted to really thank you guys for your patience thank you for still listening even though i haven't put a new episode out in so long i will close the way i always close which is sending you a reminder to listen to yourself to love yourself and to say yes to life so life can say yes to you. Thank you guys.